you, sir or madam, are listening to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode 84, sponsored by GeekArmor.com and the Netflix. Daryl failed, failed to mention is that uh, this is a show about this week's book, so there's going to be spoilers, and so if you haven't read these week's, week's books, pause the show, come back to it later, you'll enjoy it that much more. I just love the the, the, the subtle condemnation in that. Yeah, he's very judgmental. <laughs> hey, Ron's back. Hey, hey, I'm back! Yay! I, so, I, so I was, on the first week of my summer hiatus, I just couldn't stay away. You missed so. us, didn't you? He, yes, he burned the you. villa down. Although I, I got to <laughs> say... The Tuscan villa. The Tuscan villa. Don't talk about it! I'm sorry. <laughs> there, there's nothing available. Um, but um, but I got to say, it, it, uh, we've talked about this before, it's it's downright weird to listen to your podcast when you're not on it. Especially considering I was like yelling at the headphones go, at you guys. No, you're wrong! Yeah, there were well. clearly parts when I had where Connor had said something, and I was like, and now Ron will talk. <laughs> and then, then like nothing happened, and I was like, oh, um. Anyway, blah blah blah. So whatever, blah blah blah. I'm back. Uh, Josh, Josh, you had the pick this week. I I did. Uh, this week, um, I was blessed by another merciful stack, and um, I I picked uh, Batman uh, Detective Comics number eight thirty three, uh, solely because uh, somewhere near the end of it, I got a big fat smile. I just uh, and again, somewhere near the end of it or at the end of it. it well, yeah. Well, it wasn't the very end. It wasn't the last page. It was right near the end. It was the second to last page. It wasn't. <laughs> um, basically, you know, like I, I was reading through this book and I, I was like, oh, you know, it's okay. It's all right. It's funny because the Denny stuff is slightly uh, retro. Is that is that? It's written by Paul Denny. Let's just get that. Yeah. Out of there. It's it's it's, um, it's a little it's a little old school, but it's you know what I'm thinking about it. It's very 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 much the, the animated series. It is. And I'm and I'm totally okay with that. Like if I'm you're fine looking, with it. if you're looking for sort of a hard boiled modern comic, it's not that. Um, and, is that and, Grant? Is that Grant Morrison's though? No, he's doing no. something completely different. No, his is okay. a '70s adventure comic. Yeah, it's nah, not. It's, you know, it's not Frank Miller's Year One. It's not that. Basically. It's not Greg Rucka's. It's not yeah. Eric Brubaker's. It's, they're all they're different tones. And and you know, like on the surface of that, I don't think that I like it, but I always end up enjoying it. And the, and the fact is, over this issue, there was a. And again, if you haven't read it and you really like this, uh, we're gonna blow this for you because the fun part of it was that the the the, the reveal. Well, once you have the set set up to the story before you okay. do the reveal. That's a good point. Um, basically, Batman is uh, is on the trail of a a magician who has figured out uh, a lot of his assistants seem to be dying. Um, and so he's trying to figure out what the magician's deal is, and he calls in help from Zatanna, and we are reminded that Zatanna and Batman had some issues uh, that went on in uh, Identity, Identity Crisis. Which was great. 
it was. I really, I really like that that harkening back to it. And then they showed a little scene of them sort of as kids, which was sort of cute and sweet. Um, which I, I really liked. Normally, I would. I don't know why, but I, I did. No, it was. It was a very. It was a very well. It was very well done flashback. It wasn't too cutesy, and it really yeah. added depth to the relationship. It definitely did. Um, and so they're going after the magician, and they're trying to figure out why he's acting like he is, because Zatanna used to be a partner with him, and he's just acting stranger. And as it goes on and on, like the ma- the magician. Um, What's his name? Uh, Ivar... Chris Angel? Lokius. Lokius. Wait, I'm sorry. When someone mentioned on the site that he looked like Chris Angel, it cracked me up. No, I I thought of that, too. I've actually never seen (laughs) Mind Freak! I've seen the ads. (laughs) I love that. It's the fucking greatest. (laughs) I will stop and watch that whenever I see him yell, Mind Freak. (laughs) Um, And it's it's like my dad's favorite show now. Anyway, go on. As you as you're going, mind through, freak. Like the the magician tends to look like he just looks less and less like he did before, and they're leading you to the fact um, of the, the big reveal is that he's the Joker. Yeah, um, in disguise. Yeah, and I kind of didn't see it coming. Although looking back at it, that was dumb. I totally should have. But like at one point, he's he's basically he's Morpheus from Sandman, and he's wearing a Watchmen T-shirt. Right. I mean that's that's basically what he looks like. And then like they get to the one page where he shoots he shoots Zatanna in the neck. Well, that and was the he, moment I thought you were talking about the big reveal because I, I was shocking to me. Yeah, right? that, that, me too. That that made me go. Ooh, pulls out a gun and shoots the tan in the neck. She's magic. I figure she'll fix herself. And then like you get Batman stuck. Whoa, in wait a, a minute. She's wait magic. a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. She's magic. I figure she'll fix herself. Yeah. Her magic is based on her talking. If she's shot in the throat, she can't talk. That's, that was the whole point. Some other magician will fix it. I have no. I'm not worried about Zatanna being dead. I, I think out of, every, out of all the characters, Paul Dini's not going to kill her. And yeah, that's what they said when they shot Barbara Gordon. She's not going to be, oh, she's crippled. Yeah. Well, no, the, fine. I like that. I'm just kidding. Go on. Um, and then they get him locked in a chair like the Batman TV show. Right. And, and the chair shocks him. And, uh, you know, like, and then, and then he pulls his mask off and he makes the face. And, you, and, and that's when I was like, oh, shit. Right. It's the Joker the whole time. And, and, and we haven't we, – they, we, they, they tease the Joker – uh, in the issue with Robin that, that Dini did uh, a little bit, I don't know, it was probably like a year ago now. It was like the last time this was picked of the week, I think. Yeah, um, and and he showed up in that one Grant Morrison, the prose issue, but like now you feel like that stuff was leading up to this. You know, like yeah. this is like going to be their, their first confrontation in a while. And I was excited. I just was like, it was just fun comic books. He was trapped in the chair and you could just, you know... It was it was just good stuff. It was it was it was good top to bottom. This was a really fun. Uh, you mentioned this in your review that Wayne Kramer, Don Kramer, um, <laughs> not Wayne Kramer from the M- from the MC Five. <laughs> a long week. Don Kramer. Um, he, he first came on as a fill-in guy for not a fill-in guy, but replacing. Um, uh, G, uh, what was it? J. H. Williams. Williams, which Ooh, was I want back on this book so badly. But he, Don Kramer's getting a, getting a lot better in terms of his meshing with the book and the style of the book and, and the yeah. script. He's doing a really good job. Yeah, I, I mean... There's really, really good panels in here. He was really yeah, sort of basic but good in the beginning, and, it, and it's, it's just getting better. And I don't know if it has to do with him and Dini are, are, are you know, feeling each other out and can do more. He's feeling more confident with his page layouts and stuff. But it's just it's it's solid. It's just real, it's real solid. It's real good. It's real good. Yeah, I I really enjoyed it. And when I and when I got to the Joker part, I'm like, oh, I bet this is what he's gonna pick. I'm like, this is really good. But I gotta say, and this an identity crisis. I thought this and Zatanna hurts my head. I love Zatanna. No, I love Zatanna, but reading those words backwards oh. drives me crazy. Oh. 
I don't know. It, it just, it just, it, I, no, I, I get it, but like, I literally spend five minutes like, working. Okay, close. It's like, I'm trying to figure it out. I feel like what's funny is, I don't really, I don't know anything about Zatan. I've never really read a lot with her, probably just Identity Crisis. So, like, I thought that was the hook of the issue. Like, this month's Zatanna, and I was like, ah, whatever. Yeah, but then, um, but she, no, they did, they did good by it. I, I like the idea of a superhero who's mostly a performer. Mm-hmm. Like she only kind of does superhero on the side. She really just wants to be a magician, but she keeps getting pulled into this stuff, and she's sort of bemused by the whole superhero thing. I like that sort of attitude. And yeah. she's been around the Justice League forever. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. funny because that's how badass she is. Is that she doesn't? She's not really into it, mm-hmm. and she's kind of like uh, amused and annoyed by the whole thing. But she's she's that good of a magician and a hero that they keep you know meeting her. She's she's a really good character. I, I, she she had a couple of mini series, not mini series, but one shots like a couple of years ago that were really good. Ryan Sook did her um, Seven Soldiers uh, tie-in that Morrison wrote, and that was really really good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I always liked her. I don't know why. I dug the book too. I think all around, I think we all really enjoyed. I, I think one, I was so. just surprised by it. I went in just expecting sort of the same of the same, and I just I just had so much fun, and I was and like, gotcha. Nothing. Were you surprised that it was a cliffhanger and it's a two-parter? Uh, no, I think I'd read that it actually was, but that, uh-huh. that I wasn't I wasn't even thinking of it in those terms. Like, I was just like, this is kind of a weird villain. What's the deal with that? And then I was like, oh, because, like, it's one of those things, like, they hold the Joker back long enough that when you expect it, when you see him, you want to be surprised about it. You right. Know, you you want to be like, oh, now something's really going to happen. Now, I think after this, you can't you can't really bring the Joker back for a while. You know, use him. Yeah, you use, him spa- use him sparingly. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Which yeah. I think really maximizes the impact of when he does show up. Well, sure, you know that it's, it's trouble. Was he, in, was he in an arc near the end of Gotham Central? Uh, yes, that? he was. He was. Yeah. Hit that okay. that reporter in the warehouse. That's right. Okay. He was real good. It was a sniper episode, remember? He, mm-hmm. he was snipering people. Oh, I missed that book. Oh, well. All right. <laughs> enough, of this, enough of this Batman love fest. Uh, it was um, great. Uh, if, you, if, you, if you've not read Batman comics in a while, it's really not a bad place to, to go in and read a story, pick up this issue and the next one, I bet. You or if you're a fan do. of the cartoon, a lot of people are that don't read the books. Definitely. Yeah, this is and this is a, yeah, this is a total pickup. I mean, you you can know very little about Batman and just pick up this book and and run Especially with it. Especially this know? issue, like so, yeah, no, it's been yeah, a little I mean, uneven the last couple of months, but this one is has been re- spot on. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, so it just reminds you how good Dini is and how good his mm-hmm. writing is, and oh Jesus, so uh, and he's getting better. Avengers Initiative number three. Um, yeah, you guys what else still it? on this book? Yeah, totally, definitely. I was I was really impressed by um, with JMS leaving Spider Man soon, mm-hmm. uh, Amazing Spider Man. You know the, the the I think I feel as if the the pulse I get is the growing question is who's going to be the writer on Amazing Spider Man. Right. Yeah. Um, I think it could be slot after there's reading. A, there's a lot of talk about it being. Slot. Can I can I make? Yeah. I I'd say three months ago, I wouldn't have given Dan Slot's books much at the time of day. Yep. Uh, and and he is really really impressing me in this book. Uh, this is not again. This is not a book, um, you know. That's that's down and dirty, street level, but it's like it's a big superhero that's the, action. That's book. the third time you said street level. I know. I need a better term for that. <laughs> you have a tally board. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm keeping track. Tally board is for my telethon. Oh. Um, when I decide I need a new TV, <laughs> nice oh. telethon. Not the starving nice. people. Um, yeah, no, not not to help anyone. There's enough people helping them. Yeah. Anyway, come on. Uh, but you know, you get to the por- the parts in this book. You know, he's just got a bunch of characters juggling, and there's action, and there's an ongoing story. It's just doing all of those things that, like, when I think about when I first started reading Avengers books, um, you know, in the late 80s, and when I went back and read some of the earlier books and that, this is what that feels like to me. It's fun. There's lots of big things going on. He wrote Spider-Man great. This is, like, the best Spider-Man outside of New Avengers that I've read in a while. Um, well, that's, that's what I'm saying a lot. 
No, I know that, it's but it's been uh, awful outside of Avengers. Right, but but you know, a, no, I, mean, I get what you're saying. I get you're saying. A lot of people have tried. Is is I guess what I mean. So um, if you if 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 they announce that Dan Slott's writing Amazing Spider-Man, are you on board? I would definitely give it a shot. I think because I I you know we could use it. I think it would be fun. Um, there's a great Connor. You didn't read this, right? No. no. Okay. There there is a um, basically the plot is that this this girl Komodo, who is one of the recruits, um, has been put into action. Because they think they say she's be- they say that she's she's better than everybody else, and they put her on a mission to go uh, stick Spider-Man with this dart that takes away his powers. That was previously used on She-Hulk last week. That right. that depowered She-Hulk. Yep. Was that in She-Hulk's book? Yeah. Okay. Yep. I meant to ask that. So what, what they are? They're, they're like nano, nano. Everything. Do you realize every in Marvel, everything is like now nanotechnology? Yeah. Like nanites and stuff like that. It's got the little nanites. It's, it's the new gamma ray. Yeah, totally, totally. Because they used they used it in X Men too with the with the Sentinels with back with Grant Morrison's run. There were Nano Sentinels, uh-huh. um, but anyway, um, yeah. So it's 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 a it's a dart that is filled with nanites that that depowers people, and they tested it on She Hulk, and it worked. And so now they want to get Spider Man because you know it's you got this growing vendetta against Spider Man between Tony and and you know between Iron Man and Spider Man, which is genius. It's funny um, during the during the Civil War, apparently the 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 anti hero anti the people who would go out and get the unregistered heroes would take down anybody the second they, they stuck their head out the door. But yeah. now in the post-Civil War, it seems like they have a little more freedom to run around, I guess, which is good. Especially if you're in Daredevil. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But um, what I thought was interesting about this is that we see the appearance of uh, the initiative-backed Scarlet Spider gold and red suit that Peter used to wear mm-hmm. uh, being worn by who who knows, but like, yeah. a th- like three of them. That was the big um, reveal at the end. But but the the fight basically between uh, Komodo and and Spider Man is funny because basically he never Spider Man never at any point is worried about it and he starts explaining it to her and talking her ear off and he did, he's got a good he had a good ear for the Spider Man banter yeah and and he but he, Spider uh, Spider Man was on the ropes mm-hmm. I mean she had him and he and he and he talked his way out of I it I think as a wily yeah. veteran he knows he's not going down well that's what he says yeah. he basically looks yeah. her in the eye and is like you can't beat me. Yeah. Who are you? This is ridiculous. You're not going to do that. Yep. And, and it's just like the, the one, you know, like the the thing about Ultimate Spider-Man that people like is that Spider-Man has all his shit together. And the thing about the Marvel Universe Spider-Man is that he does, and he knows it by now. So he's got yeah. that confidence, and he doesn't have to play the. And it was fun in that respect. It was like use the character you've got, and and yeah. it was good. Yeah, it was it was good. I enjoyed it. It was very good. So um, yeah, so I, I dug. And also it. wait, and and quickly, I, it was um, I lo- anytime Shocker or Hydra Man or Boomerang are the villains or all of them together, I'm there. <laughs> so I was psyched. I love Boomerang. So um, yeah, how do you anyway, see I love Shocker too. Hydra Man. And is that well, no, he's not all water? He I mean, used to just, be, didn't he? He used to be just so, like sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, that yes, was one of my but, first issues ever. That's why. Yeah, Spider-Man. You shoot an aerosol-based. Poison or whatever. That <laughs> whatever, but um, boomerang looks ridiculous. Boomerang's awesome. I love. It, I remember reading about boomerang in my official handbook of the Marvel yeah. Universe, and I was like, "This is awesome." <laughs> Look at him in his magenta and purple suit. Oh, it's great! It's all boomerangs he's got boomerang sticking off all over everywhere. The place. Yeah, it's just like it's let's call him boomerang. <laughs> What's absurd too is that reading the book, I didn't think that. <laughs> like when reading the book, I was like, "There's boomerang, it's fighting." Like now, looking back at it without being in the no. middle of the story, I'm like, "That's just absurd." Yep. <laughs> so good right, for cool. them. Um, the last book I wanted to mention. Uh, this is like the the week of Josh. I, well, you were gone last week, so <laughs> I know. Sure, you just gotta wait until you can get back in. Yeah. Um, uh, Jack of Fables 11 this week was was very nearly 
my pick of the week too because it was it was great. And what I realized is that um, whereas I've got to find a way to convince people to read uh, Irredeemable Ant Man, where the main character is kind of a scoundrel. This main character is out and out outright a scoundrel, but he, but he's written incredibly charming, and the book's really really funny, and that makes you want to watch it more. Like you actually kind of root for the jerk, which is not quite what's happening in in Ant Man's book. Um, basically, it's just this. Well, that's, story the of, that's the difference between charm. That's what that's the effect of charm has. Yeah, and, and he's written really charming and really funny. It, basically, he in the last story he seduced uh, the Winter Queen or something, and he takes all of her powers and he becomes Jack Frost, which is another Jack of different fables that this guy apparently also is um and he is trying to get laid in the whole issue but he can't get any girls to come near him because he's too cold and everywhere he goes gets snowed over and he can't quite figure out what to do and eventually like one point in the middle he's like i had to figure out what to do so i went after fat chicks and then they turn him down he doesn't know what to do it's just he's horrible it's just awful and it goes on and on like that and um it's just a fun. It was a fun little two-part story. I'd say if you were thinking about reading this and you weren't sure, uh, number ten and number eleven, if you could go and get them, uh, would be a good fun time. There you go. Cool. That's all. Cool. I, I really, I really like this issue a lot. This book keeps getting better and better. Awesome. 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 Right, well, good for you. In, good for you in the fables world and people. I know that people like the fables, and I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> so I'm move happy. along. Move along. Nothing <laughs> to see here. These, these aren't the comics you're looking for. Um, so yeah, so so with my triumphant return to the podcast, I wanted to take a couple of minutes. Um, <laughs> I don't think you've triumphed yet. Um, I, I didn't have I didn't have that big of a stack this week. I only had like uh, like six or seven books, and so um, um, starting with last weekend, actually, I I, I felt like trying some new stuff, mm-hmm. and I saw this as a, a window of opportunity because in the past two weeks, um, books have come out or books or, or I saw books rolling out that um, I thought I'd give a try for to try something new. Um, so real quick, I want I got a, we got a stack of books here, and I don't know if either if any of you guys read any of them or not. Um, but if you did, bonus. If not, I'll tell you about them. Um, but I want to start with uh, a book that I talked that I posted on iFanboy.com earlier in the week about um, Dynamo Five from Image Comics. Um, Ferber. Uh, issue, issue number four came out. It's written by Jay Ferber and drawn by Mahmoud Asra. Um, and real quickly, it, it, this fourth issue came out this week, so it's been going for a couple months. I'd heard, I heard Augie talk about it. I've heard it on, I read about it, and I actually held the first issue it, when it came out in my hands and put it back. I don't know why, but um, it's a spinoff of Noble Causes. Um, in that Noble Causes universe, uh, um, there's a Superman-like character named Captain Dynamo who dies. And in the first issue of Dynamo 5, we find out that the city that he protected now is being overrun with villains and that sort of thing. So his wife... In going through his personal effects, finds out that he has a little black book and turns out he's been getting a lot of action on the side over the years. And so then she searches these women and the dates in the book by births and realizes that he's got five illegitimate children out in the world. And so she theorizes that maybe they have his powers, and lo and behold, each kid has one of his powers. And thus they become the Dynamo Five. It's a good concept. Great concept. And... I read the first three issues this past weekend. I found I, I found back issues at, sto- at a store, and I fell in love with them. And f- issue four came out this week, and it's just it's just good superhero comic book in in that invincible kind of way realm of like kind of a modern take on it. Right. It's nothing really new. It's a team concept. There's like an older mentor, kind of like Professor Xavier. There's you know family issues. I mean, like it's it's all those kind of things that we're kind of used to, but it's being done really well. I tried so. to pick these up. Yeah, um, we looked at the store. Them. They only had number four, three. Uh, well, I'll lend you guys the first three if you well, want to yeah, catch up. I, I, yeah, I'm interested. It sounds like a great concept, really. And and you don't have yeah. to have read uh, the bo- uh, the book. Noble, Noble causes. causes. 
No, not at all. It has nothing to do with noble causes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, I, yeah. it sounds to me like it'd be fun to read in a trade. I'd yeah. love to have another kind of book like that to read in trade. So. Yeah, so um, I, I strongly, strongly recommend it. And what's cool about it is that the kids, there's like, there's a lot of racial diversity among the five team members. Because um, he got there's around. A, there's a big, um, there's a big burly football player who is a telepath. And there's a there's a hot looking goth chick who has super strength. That's a so, really like, it, good sort of yeah. inversion of the norm. Yeah, of characterization, that sort of thing. That's so. Good. Um, so good on you, um, Image, for, for doing that, and, and way to go, and hopefully it sticks around, because like, this is the kind of book, like, in two or three years, we, I think we would be talking about it as, like, a great superhero I book. I see what you mean, yeah. Yeah. So, um, all right, cool. So, the, so the, the next book I want to talk about actually came out last week, um, and I think we all purchased it, but it was called Drawing from Life. Yes. Jim Valentino, um, yeah. Yeah, and, and Jim Valentino used to be, um, for those who don't, might not know about Jim Valentino, he did a lot of work at Marvel in the 80s, and he was kind of like the, the quiet like not the quiet, but like the not super uber popular image founder right. when they started image. It was like, it was the, like the guy like, huh? Yeah, exactly. And he worked on Guardians of the Galaxy, which I loved his run on Guardians of the Galaxy in the eighties. Was awesome. And, and, and but, the other like the other half of it is like when he went to start Image, he was in charge of Image for ten years, and yeah. the image that we have now, which is like this clearinghouse for diverse books of all kind, like that came about during his reign. Yeah. So, um, so what he's been doing since since he stepped down as as publisher and Eric Larson took over was he's been really he's been um, running his kind of shadow line imprint and he's done stuff like um, after the Cape which I read a couple of weeks ago stuff like that um, and he used to do a couple of years ago he did a bunch of autobiographical comics and and drawing from life is his latest autobiographical comic which is like a, it's a series of little vignettes and basically telling his life story. Um, well, not his life story, but well, little moments from his yeah, life. Yeah. Yeah, stories from his life. They go from <laughs> they go from you know stories about raising his kids to stories when he was a teenager and doing drugs and winning comics awards and just all over the place. Yeah, it was fun. I really enjoyed it. I really it was nice. I mean, it was it was I don't know. It's it's his art style in this one is a very um, well. It varies. You know, it's it's different for it, each story. It's funny because right, it yeah. says that they're all new, but some of them look like they were from a long time ago, and some don't. Yeah, it probably which is interesting. Um, I, I definitely, I, I dug this. I really liked it. A, a lot of the reasons, because like here's a guy who's done every type of comic, and this is him going back to this sort of most basic raw kind of making comics and, and I, personal storytelling. Type yeah, thing. but you know, it's just like it's, it's all about his own life and autobiographical stuff, and and there's just something really nice about that. And he's got, you know, he's been around for so long. It's interesting to see the way that he does it. Yeah, yeah I love the fact that he went back to it. You know, you, you don't see most guys who start in the independent world and then make it in superheroes or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, they hardly ever ever go back. Yeah, um, yeah. I, lo- I love the fact that he went back and did this this, this type of stuff. Yeah, we're not going to yeah. get we're, we, as much as we might want it. We're not going to get any more of those Bendis autobiographical comics, probably. <laughs> well, he claims there's one another one in the works. He's been saying that for a long time. Yeah, and right now he's, it's paying too well for him to just make Spider-Man fly around. That's true. So, um, oh, so the one thing I want to back up is that with each of these books, I want to make the qualification of whether or not I'm going to keep on buying them or not. Mm-hmm. And so far, I'm I'm on board for Dynamo Five. I've added it. Um, and drawing from life, I think it's a mini series, and I'll 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 buy it. Doesn't whole thing. have a number. Yeah. So it may be a one shot. I think it's the one shot. Oh, maybe. Oh, was it a one shot? Oh, I yeah. thought I read somewhere it was a it was a mini. But you okay. might come well, out if he with does... more with different names. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I'd do it. Yeah. I'd do that. <laughs> anyway, um, okay. So the next one I want to talk about came out. Um, uh, the rest of them came out this week. Those are the other only two that had previous weeks. But um, Marvel um, has yet again gone back to the well with the new warriors. I I, I haven't. Go ahead. <laughs> New Warriors, New, York, New Warriors, number one came out this week. Creative team, I've never heard of any of them. Wait, they're uh, all Ke- dead. 
Kevin Graveau uh, writing. Is he? He's he's uh, he's a oh, he's yeah, a giant yeah, black yeah, dude with yeah, a deep voice. Yeah, 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 yeah. He plays Klingons. And um Paco Medina is a penciler. Um and it's basically the um the reestablishment of the new warriors. Who are and, who? Um uh, well at this point right now we watch them we watch a former, I believe, ex the uh, new X Men recruit, and oddly enough, I don't know who she is, I gotta look it up because they never refer to what her X Men um bad, bad news in the yeah. first episode issue. Yeah. Um well that might be my ignorance. Her character's name is Sophia. No, no, no. You shouldn't have to look it up in the first yeah. issue. I know. I know. But there are good things about it. But then she gets recruited by this cute guy who's visiting her at work who turns out to be a depowered beak. That right, chicken from guy the Morrison, from the, from the Morrison run. Yeah, from the Morrison run, yeah. Is that yeah. really his Bo- name, Beak? Barnal Bo- Bohusk. Also known as Beak. Um, it's like Oswald And so, and so, so she, he brings her in, and she, <laughs> and the big reveal at the end is that she's talking to Night Thrasher, who was the old, who was the yeah. old leader of, of, and, you know, and it, it, it's just somebody in the Night Thrasher costume, so I don't know if it's actually him or not. Well, he wasn't his um, right? He was. He, he was? was there. So he should be dead. Yeah, he should be dead. Um, but, now here's the good things about it. It starts off with a with um, one of the new warriors, a character who um, who I forget the character's name, but somebody chasing chasing the gray gargoyle. So that's good. That's a good way to start for me. Um, you do love and the gray gargoyle. I do love the gray gargoyle inexplicably. Um, <laughs> and Paco Medina's art is really good. Okay, it's really good. Like really good. I was just like each page. I was like, ooh, this is each page is like it wasn't you know like it's you know it's not Jack Kirby or you know what I mean like it's not you know like give the guy an award but like it was just really well done. So um so I'm a Marvel zombie. I'm gonna keep buying it until it sucks. You really like that part? Uh, the bad the, the bad part was um nothing. You said the bad part was that I didn't know who the girl was. Right. That's it. See, because so, I yeah. I've heard I heard very bad things about this book. Yeah, the yeah, reaction has been really mostly like really really bad to this book. Yeah, I'm I'm a moron. <laughs> no, no, no. This this week has been really strange in that people have either really really loved stuff or really really hated You're stuff. You're not kidding me. No one thing, can the, agree about anything. The thing is, I didn't I didn't hate it. I didn't think it was awful, and it is it intrigued me enough to keep going. I want to see who this Night Thrasher also, is. Also, you like kinda, New Warriors? I do like New Warriors. So, I have a I have a soft spot in my heart for the New Warriors. All right, so. move on. All right, so the the next book is uh, Fear Agent Number One by Dark Horse. Um, Rick Remender has moved his uh, creator-owned title, Fear Agent, from Image over to Dark Horse. This is the first issue. Um, I had never read any Fear Agent before. I have the first Fear Agent trade from Image. Right, and I, if I remember correctly, you didn't like it? Uh, that's not true. Okay, it's, if it's I remember incorrectly. Okay. Um, I didn't like guys, it, and then I didn't like it, and then I liked it. You dated for a little bit, and yeah. then it broke up? Dated for a little bit, broke up, ran to each other at a party, we hooked yeah. up, nobody <laughs> called each other. And then six months later, <laughs> you ran into each other at Starbucks, uh, and, and then it just happened. And then you had sex in the bathroom, yes. and what, what, what? <laughs> anyway, um, so Fear Agent, real quickly, um, it's the it's the story. Uh, apparently, Earth's been overrun by aliens, and we're tracking the main character. We're introduced to the main character, Heath Houston, who is an Earthling who has been. Um, who's become an alien exterminator out in space, fighting the war against these aliens. And Does he wear a big it, Texas belt buckle on this one? Uh, yes, he does. Well, because what happens is, is that this – it starts off, I, I think, after all the books that have come, and what this is doing is this is going back to the initial before he's an alien exterminator with the aliens invasion, invading Earth and telling his story of how he becomes the fear agent, mm-hmm. a fear agent. Um, and he wears a big Texan belt buckle and has a big drawl. Um, I would compare this – and I know, and, to, and Tony Moore did the art. Yeah. And he did the he was the original artist on Walking Dead, yes, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So I my comparison of this right now is like it feels like a sci fi Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. 
because aliens overrun the earth and that's what the story is kind of like it's that whole thing and and i don't want that to be influenced by the fact that tony moore is doing the pencils but that's the direction that this particular series tony moore also does the exterminators for vertigo i think well he manages the schedule very well i don't know yeah. So anyway, so Fury Agent, um, I'm I'm gonna borrow your trades, Connor, because yep. I liked it. I really liked the concept. Tony Moore's art was great. I'm on board. Yeah, it was good. I, I'm, it's funny because yeah. we were in the store and I said to Connor, I was like, you know, if I have to read this to buy the new, because I almost bought it and then I decided not to. So ah, you lose. It was good. Um, okay, two more books to get through. One, um, Black Summer number zero um, from Avatar. Um, this is a kind of like a teaser issue. It was only ninety nine cents. Um, it's a shorter story. It's not. I don't even know how many pages it is. It might be. It might be like twelve pages or sixteen pages. Um, written by Warren Ellis, um, drawn by Juan Jose Rip. Did either of you guys pick this up? No. Or? No. Okay. Um, what this is is this is, is really interesting. Um, it appears to be similarly, you know, Civil War esque type world with superheroes and a lot of interaction with the government and the government not liking it. Um, and like talk of registration and stuff like that, and then it starts with one of the heroes is an ex-hero, and he's flashing back to before when they started to become when they got their powers before they became he- heroes, and he lost his leg and he's drunk and he's you know r- you know lamenting his decision to become a superhero. While he's doing this, he watches on TV as his friend, another superhero, walks into the White House press briefing room covered in blood and announces that he's just killed the president, the vice president, and all the leaders of the country because uh, the war and everything that they've been and they stole the election. And and basically, it was an illegal. It, it was an illegal action, and the the country's been being run illegally. And he said, "This isn't a coup. I don't want to take over. I'm just resetting the scales." Well then, yeah, nice. it was brutal. Yeah, and it was it was I'm great. On watch list. I know exactly. Warren Ellis might not be coming back to America, um, but come, uh, see him. come see him for the last chance in uh, San Diego. Um, yeah. The the art I, I the art was really good. It reminded me of somebody, and I can't remember who it is. I want to say maybe Jose Ladron, mm-hmm. but I, I think I don't think that's right. That's a, that's a the, tall mountain to scale. Yeah, but it um it was it, the art was good. It's engaged me, and um if I can if my store keeps on picking up the the book, I'll, I'll I'm gonna pick up issue one to see what it looks like. Um, which and it comes out I think in August. So it's a seven issue um seven issue monthly series in August. So for ninety nine cents, it can't it can't hurt. So right. sold. Last one. Dollar ninety nine, Invincible number forty two. Uh yes. I've switched to single issues now. You're kidding me. I'm off the trades. Why? Because this was the catch up issue, and I th- it was genius in that it was a unique story that catches anybody up and fills in the gaps. I think there's only one trade in between this and one I'm missing, so I'll get that trade. But I'm gonna do issues from here on out. Boo. 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 Did, Fuck you, y'all. did you did you hear I'm, like the stunned back- silence from yeah, both of us? I'm stunned. <laughs> I'm back to my roots, baby. This book is so good, I think I should be doing it monthly. So, It's so much fun to read the trades, though. I, I think it would be fun to read the issues. But what's genius about it is that he tell, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a unique story that pretty much brings anybody up to speed. So if you've never read Invincible and you don't want to invest in all the trades, pick up this issue. It's issue number 42. It's $1.99. And not only does it have a story that, that, that brings you up to speed, but then there's also... A, a written prose of the story so far explaining the entire series if you want to read that if you want to go in that deeply and then at the end of that there's a full page that says what do I do next and it says you can do the monthly issues you can do the trade paperbacks or you can do the hardcovers and like talk about not only is Invincible such quality in terms of comics but talk about like a way to embrace the 21st century approach to reading comics mm-hmm. you know like it's like now now that you're up to speed you can do any of these three like it's genius marketing 
I'm going to so. have to drop a book and go to trade to reset the balance of this whole thing. I agree. <laughs> I feel like it'll be trade. And that was my exploratory trade. week. My week of exploring you, where uh, I lost, I lost Orlando. I got to say that you... <laughs> You really have gone across, gone against the grain of anybody who would say that you were, uh, say, negative about books. Yeah, no, because uh, you were quite positive on many, many books. And none of these books, um, I, all these books I tried, I'm going to keep doing. I'm going to keep going. Oh. So we'll see. I'll keep you posted throughout the rest of my life how that goes. <laughs> so check back in 2011. Yeah, when I'm still when I'm on Invincible number 712. Wow, he's so. really put fucking it out there. monthly issues, baby. Let's bring it back to the 80s. Hey, okay. oh god. All right. So, I'm um, dropping something. I'll figure it out. Yeah, I'll let you know next so, week. Oh, and I'm finally, um, drop something. Uncanny X Men came out, and Black Panther was not to be found. Yeah, it must have booted him between issues. <laughs> so yeah, it was a fun week for me. So all right, huh? <laughs> I'm stunned. You go on. You can take the show over. So so if you so when Connor calms down, he he's gonna kick back and he's gonna watch a movie that he rented from Netflix. We'll do that right now. <laughs> Netflix, um, they have seven seventy-five thousand titles. No late fees, free shipping. They're the you, the internet-based vid- uh, DVD rental service. Um, you, if you sign up now, they have plans starting as low as four ninety-nine. You get a free two-week trial. So go to www.netflix.com/ifanboy for the Netflix here's, that we here's love. Here's my quick Netflix update: uh, the movie Backbeat is not good. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't hold up. It didn't hold up. It's not good. <laughs> it's, it's quite bad. Why is 16-year-old George Harrison look 35? I don't know. <laughs> but doesn't the guy playing Paul look like him? Yeah, we laughed and laughed at that guy. Yeah. It's funny because yeah. I was like, he's got a really long neck for some reason, but his eyebrows are ridiculous. And then I pulled out my Beatles anthology book and I looked at it, and it's exactly what he looked like. Yeah. He even had like so, this freakish long neck. Anyway. Did you hear my favorite line? I forget what it was. Something. So she thought some je ne sais fucking quoi. <laughs> All right. Anyway, all right. So, listener email. Yeah, got We're talking about the UK, so let's go to a letter from the UK. All right. What is it? Joe from Buckinghamshire. He says, "You were talking about sexism holding back the comic book industry. Personally, I think it's the depth and complexity of the comic book world that scares normal people away." Just the other day, I was talking to my male, my mate about comics. He's interested in Marvel ethos. He watches the movies, plays the games, etc. I was trying to persuade him to take up a comic, so I decided to tell him about Civil War. I explained the, the, most of the key components, superhero reality show gets out of hand, people have to sign up, blah, 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 blah. He was with me, understood what I was saying, but then I told him that Tony Stark made a robotic version of Thor because Thor died while destroying all the Asgardians to prevent Ragnarok, so, to, so despite those who sit above. And he just stared at me as if I was fucking mental. That's what I think is holding back the industry. The plots are so deep and hard to understand from an outsider's perspective. Also, I think the fact that comics are direct, directly associated with being geeky and nerdy and losery. Well, Joe, you... You should tell your friend to pick up Invincible number 42 Ooh. for $1.99. He <laughs> can get caught up and not have anything to do with Thor. You know what, though? I don't know all that stuff about Civil War. and I don't think you need that stuff. If you're on the other side of it, tell them, well, you've got to know this and this and this and this. Maybe. Well, if, well, the thing is that if you're telling somebody who doesn't read the books and you're like, yeah, and then they made a robotic Thor, they're like, well, why didn't they make a ro- why'd they make a robotic yeah. Thor? Yeah. Like that. You see, the thing is that it, it, you can get led down rat holes. Sure. I think the mistake is, is explaining it rather than just handing it to them. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's funny because yeah. a lot of the stuff that you think that you as a comic reader who knows stuff needs explanation. They don't need it. No, they won't know the damn difference. I don't know shit yeah. about Ragnarok and what Thor did and why he died or what happened. That isn't that wasn't necessary to understanding Civil War. But that wasn't why I didn't like Civil War. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, good point. I think maybe yeah. the first mistake was going to the Civil War. Maybe maybe start with something less stupid. <laughs> Jesus. 
Like 52. Yeah, 52 was awesome. Speaking of 52, um, Dustin writes in, and he says, Hey, iFanboys. He says the podcast is still brilliant. He likes the video podcast, and he really enjoyed watching us riff about 52, and it was a lot of fun. So since it's only a matter of time before Marvel launches their own weekly series, no way that comes out regularly, um, which third-tier Marvel characters would we put in a book to follow for a year? And remember, Ron, Nova has his own series now, so he's off limits. Son of a bitch. This is right Um, in your wheelhouse here. Yeah. Um... Yeah, that's a, that's a really good. Que- that's a really good question. Fucking a, man. Great gargoyle. Um, great gargoyle would be awesome. I would know. I would know what I would like. I would like a weekly series for Marvel about about third tier villains like Boomerang. <laughs> no, seriously, seriously, I think that would be really interesting. It's mm. funny because <clears throat> Marvel Marvel will come out with series about their third tier superheroes all the time, and those series fail a lot. Yep, the losers, the slingers. Marvel team up, you know. Yeah. Mar- for some reason, third tier Marvel characters don't play in the same way that DC ones do. Right. Like, I don't know why that is, but the thing is, in in, in you know fifty two, they came out and they're like we're doing a story about Booster Gold and the Question and Black Adam, and we bought into it. Yep. You know, and and, and I, Marvel would have to work really hard to be able to do that, and I don't know why. Well, that I is. mean, there's that, but the strength of the writing was the other reason fifty two worked. I yeah, mean, definitely. There have been yeah. four schmoes doing that book that wouldn't have sold. Well, I, w- I would like a weekly about the Morlocks. I think that would be interesting. <laughs> Is there anybody that you haven't seen I in just, a run? Anybody you um, I just pictured like a documentary comic about the Morlocks. Now she goes down to the wolves to fetch. <laughs> um, that's a really good question. What third tier characters would I like? Huh. I eat at the Great Lakes Avengers. I think they would be prime for you it. If they did. Oh, but the, the initiative is is kind of it's kind of like that, yeah. yeah but it's not weekly. Yeah. So I mean, in yeah. that sense, they're they're doing it. And they're doing it pretty well. I don't. Uh, but the thing is, is that I, I disagree, with Dustin. I don't think Marvel's going to do a, a weekly book. No, I think that would be too. It would look. Out. It would look like too. Yeah, not too copy. It's also kind of like yeah. it's it's like it's not their thing. Yeah, I think they should bring back Marvel Comics Presents and make it a bi- make it uh, bi weekly like they used to. I would love that, so. and just also because it was yeah. such a good short stories you know, anthology. There's no way yeah. if you're if you're like a person who wants to get into Marvel, you know, or like a writer, like a creator, like there's no short story or no way that you that can, used to be the way to do yeah, it. Yeah, and that so. doesn't exist anymore. All right, Nick from Rochester, New York, writes and says, "I'd like to comment on your your reviews of several of the most recent comic book movies." I think a lot of people are trying to get something out of these movies that's just not there. When I hear people complain about the story and dialogue of Spider-Man 3 or Fantastic Four, it makes me want to ask, did you really go into this expecting something as good as the comics? There is absolutely no chance that a Fantastic Four movie could ever match up to Lee Kirby or John Byrne or Roy Thomas's FF stories. Likewise, if you go into a Spider-Man movie expecting something that's even in the same ballpark as Bendis' Ultimate Spider-Man or David Michelini's or Todd McFarlane's, then of course you'll be disappointed. The same goes for the X-Men, obviously. No superhero movie will ever come close to touching the quality of superhero comics. We should just accept this and take from what we can get from the movies. When I went, went to see the first Spider-Man movie, I wasn't expecting to see a brilliant retelling of the Spider-Man origin. I've seen it a thousand times. What I really wanted was to finally get to see, in the most realistic way that I ever will, what it looks like when Spidey swings through downtown or has a mid-air fight with the Green Goblin. And boy, did I leave that movie satisfied. Oh boy, this is like a big old softball right in Connor's wheel. It all has to do with the expectations that I think you guys, along with tons of other fanboys, have the wrong set of expectations. No comic book movie will ever be written as well as comics, with the exception of any movie that Michael Chabon may write. He's never written a movie. Yeah, uh, That's a lie. Michael Chabon? He wrote Spider-Man. He was one of the screen. He was one of the script doctors on it. I, I, last I checked, that's called writing. I guess. But it's not like <laughs> it's not like there's been like a screen, original screenplay by Michael Shabon. 
Right, no, it's not like Cavalier and Clay in the movie. Right, although Wonder Boys yeah. was excellent, although he didn't write that. Yeah, I think he did, I think he did write that, he too. He screenplay. IMDb! All right, as long I've, I've, I've hit this one on the nail enough. You guys, you guys take this one. No, I think I think he I think he's right, and I think you're right. Is that he's in that? He's so wrong. No, 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 I, no, no. No, it, no I, what I what I think is that it's 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 completely inappropriate to think you're going to get the same experience from, from reading a comic as as the the movie about the comic. It's never going to be the same. He's right. Because it, it Connor, I agree. You can't. I agree put with Connor. I agree with Connor that you should still expect a level of quality from the movies. Just because it's a comic book movie doesn't mean that it, should, it can be shit. I agree. There's there's the expectation that just because all right, he. He wants to go in. He wants to see Spider-Man swinging around and fighting Green Goblin. If he sees that, he's, he's going to be satisfied. That's a unique to comic book, comic book fans. It's the same. It's the it's the fastball special syndrome. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. Yes, but I, I think that it, he does make a valid point in saying that if you if you think that you're going to get like you, you you can't get the same experience from a two hour movie that you can from five years. That's not what he's story. saying. He said the quality is not going to be the same as the comics. The dialogue and the story are not going to be as good. I'm not talking. He's right. not talking about getting the full 30 years feeling from Spider-Man that you get from mm-hmm. reading the books. He's All talking right, well. about that not being as good. You know what? You take the script from a comic book, you put it on screen, it's gonna be laughed out of the theater. Yeah. Com- anyway, comic book scripts work within the comic book pages. They don't work anywhere else. Right. I think. I mean. I think that we can expect quality from the movies, but not. But it's not going to be page to page. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's just. It's never going to be a direct translation, and I don't. Right. Well, none. Of, none of us ever expect that. No, we expect a good movie that's well written. I just want a good movie. Yeah. I expect, I mean, yeah, yeah, but exactly. I expect a good movie anytime. I expect something that doesn't insult my intelligence and is fun. Well, right. that's any movie we go see, and there's no reason to why you look at you separate a comic book movie out from any other movie. When I go to see a regular movie, I want to see a good movie. When I go see a comic movie, I want to see a good movie. Yeah, the story has to be good, and the, you know, stuff has to be believable. And there you go. All right, cool. So, um, it's and it's okay for the rant. We like rants. Yeah. So. Anyway, um, so that uh, the show is also brought to you by GeekArmor.com, and Geek Armor sells um, they sell they're they're a great place to go for the T-shirts. So if you like the you know the comic book T-shirts and the video game sci-fi movie T-shirts, um, or the Arkham Asylum Athletics shirt, yeah, uh, <laughs> I saw that one. I was like, Ooh. yeah, yeah. You can go to Ge- you can go to Geek Armor GeekArmor.com. There's a there's Check. a football team you don't want to be on. There's a locker room. <laughs> there's a lot. Locker room you don't want to be in after the game. Because oh. <laughs> you think the whip and towel was bad in high school. <laughs> There's a whole other scenario the now. Asylum, after the game in there, it's, <laughs> like, it's, it's like a madhouse. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, where's the right. rim shot button when you need it? Oh, God. All right, so uh, let's move on to the voicemail. Um, oh, by the way, if you have an email, you have a question you want to email us, you can email us at contact.ifanboy.com. Um, so our first voicemail uh, wants to be amused. Hey, iFanboy. This is Adam DeMars from Polk City, Iowa. New listener and new reader of comics. I was just wondering if you had any suggestions for funny books like The Last Christmas or The Goons. Thanks for listening to my question. Well, Adam, it's funny you should bring that up. <laughs> we did not solicit this. What we timing? Seriously. I know. It's wacky. Um, yes, we have several suggestions for you. If you go to... Episode 21 uh, that came out uh, this this past Wednesday uh, on our video show um, that is at ifanboy.com or revision3.com slash ifanboy. We we went over all the funny books that we could fit in a show, and there's lots that we didn't. And if you look in the threads that come after that, people have even more suggestions. Yeah. Um, That was a real good show. I I had fun with that one. 
And a book that we didn't talk about on the show because I didn't read it till after because it didn't come out until after we shot the show and it was talked about on the thread, similar to the goon. I got a copy of Satan's Sodomy Baby, fucking hysterical. Like I've never read the goon, but I think I'm gonna totally pick up the goon. I've got a goon trade here. I haven't read yet from San, yeah. still from San Francisco way back then. Satan's so- Sodomy Baby. I can't even talk about it on the podcast. That's how, how how vulgar it is, but it's hysterical. So good times. So check that one out, Adam. There you go. Yeah. All right, um, so uh, our, our next voicemail has got a question that we got asked a lot this week, actually. Hey, guys, this is Ryan, driving across country. I'm in uh, Nevada now, for all that's worth. Um, I was wondering if y'all had any comic book novels that y'all really liked, be it novelization or something just based on the comic book characters. Uh, I know my wife and I both really enjoy Greg Rucka's No Man's Land. She, uh, neither of us have actually read the comics for No Man's Land, but uh, I really liked that story. Read some other ones. I, I read, you know, the Death of Superman when it first came out, and I remember really liking it when I was I was pretty young then. I don't know if that stands the test of time of being a really good book, but um, is is it pretty much a lost cause comic book novels? I've uh, not read any of the DC books written by Greg Cox right now. The uh, uh, Infinite Crisis, and I think he's doing a Fifty Two comic or Fifty Two novel, which I have no idea how they're going to do that. Um. Anyway, I know there's some other ones out there that aren't even based on, you know, comic books, but they're still comic book novels, kind of. You know, like Wild Cards and this mother I haven't read. I was wondering if you had any you could recommend, because I would really love that. Thanks, guys. Bye. That's funny he, he should mention that, because I actually have read quite a few, and I haven't read any of those new ones. Um, and it's well, But it's also funny, because we got, like, a bunch of other emails and voicemails asking the same question, almost, essentially. It's so, weird, but, don't you think? Yeah, it's very weird. For some reason, people want to read. Who knew? There, um, are, there are some good ones. He mentioned Rucka's uh, No Man's Land, which is an excellent uh, novelization. If you like Batman or Greg Rucka, or Batman's Greg Rucka, or anything. Which makes sense, because Rucka is a novelist, novelist before yeah. he was a comic book writer. One I've heard... I've heard good things about uh, Elliot Magan's Kingdom Come. That's a really good one. Um, yeah. I, I have that one. I, it's, uh, that's a really, really good one. He, he expounds on a lot of stuff that they don't get to touch on. A lot of the minor characters get some, some more meat to them. Yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed that one. The only one I've ever... The only th- the thing I've come close to reading is I read one of, the, um, one of the Queen and Country novels. I haven't read the second one. Yeah, yet. I read both of those. Those are really good, too. Um, if you like Queen those, and are fan- those are fantastic. And they actually those play... Are, those are dark. Yeah, again. I was like, oh my god, I can't believe he did that. But those play into the storyline. Like, in order to get yeah. the whole story, you have to read them between certain issues uh, if yeah. they ever come out again. They won't. Um, I, 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 wish we, I wish I could comment on some of the Marvel ones, but I've, I've never read any of them. So. Also, but I imagine anyth- anything written by Peter David will be good. There's also a, a Crisis on Infinite Earths novel that Marv Wolfman wrote Ooh. that came out last year or the year before. Uh, it's, it's actually shockingly short. It's like 225 pages. <laughs> Shorter than the regular <laughs> um, and it's, it doesn't. It, since it's so short, it doesn't. It doesn't actually encompass the whole story. It, it focuses very narrowly on one aspect of it, and it's very, very good. Um, why do I feel like Roger Stern's written a lot of these? He wrote the, Death he Superman. Wrote Death Superman. Okay, yeah. I had that book for a long time, but I never read it. And I, eventually I read it. it sold it, it at a yard sale. I was annoyed. a little, yeah, a little unknown uh, 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 trivia about iFanboy is that we are big Roger Stern fans. So. <laughs> Um, uh, who so are you anything for? Anything he's written, you know it's got the iFanboy seal of approval. So. <laughs> Somebody hit him. He's talking out of school. Um, <laughs> all right, cool. So um, our next voicemail proves that it probably gets pretty boring when you're driving cross-country. Hi, 
Hi, my name's Heather. I'm traveling cross-country with my husband, Ryan. We're still in Nevada. Um, I had a question for you. I really enjoyed um, Gotham Central and was really sad to see that go. And I was trying to find out if you all had any recommendations for any other cop books. Um, I really liked the Sam and Twitch, Bendis' run on that. And I also enjoyed the beginning of Bendis' Powers. Um, and I was just hoping to see if you had any other recommendations out there for a really good cop Thank you. That's a good woman. Uh, well, for, first off, it's safe to say that apparently Ryan and Heather are driving cross country and call us a lot. Where are they going? Because <laughs> these were the, these weren't the only vo- these weren't the only voicemails we got from them either. So. <laughs> yeah, we got a few. We got some updates. Hey, I you want to stop di- for lunch? I don't know. Let's call my fanboy first. Oh, good idea. <laughs> exactly. I don't know which direction they were going in. I'd like um, to know why they were driving across country. Ryan and Heather, call back or email us and let us know what what, what you guys are up to. Send are you us, on the run? Send us some pictures from the road. Are you, are you on the run from the, Are you on the run from the police? <laughs> are you are you in a are you in a cross country uh, illegal race <laughs> gumball rally? <laughs> are you transporting illegal beer? <laughs> um, so good cop books. I got a few. All right, cool. I didn't have a one. The easy uh, I one. Got, I got Fell. a few. I got a f- Fell, oh. Yes. Yeah. Totally. Fell is 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 the default one. It's the one that's currently going on right now. Um, Felp uh, by uh, Warren Ellis and Ben Templesmith, published by Image Comics. Trade just came out. The hard the hard cover. Yeah, the hard cover is beautiful. I almost bought it. Because I'm um, I spend money like I pee. <laughs> it's true. Every time he goes to buy something, he unzips his pants, which really which really throws off shop owners. My, you my st- keep your wallet in there, Ron. <laughs> my local comic my local comic store is used to it. So anyway, uh, and then he washes um, his hands after every transaction. Another good one. Yeah, another good cop book is Kane. Wow. Which Ron yes. Likes, good Ron call. Likes. Big fan of Kane by Paul Grist. Image Comics publishes it. That's, publishes that's it not a current book. That's an old. You yeah, it's an old one. Kane. Kane is fun. Kane is good. Um, a one shot OGN is Torso. Yep. Um, that's a good. That's a, a Bendis's pre superhero days. It's about uh, murder. It's about a, it's a true life crime story. Historic cop book. Yep. yep. And then another one which um, is not in print as far as I could find uh, mm-hmm. currently. It was a min- miniseries called Gordon of Gotham. Oh. Ooh. Which was nice. awesome. That's a good one. It's written by Denny O'Neill. Yeah, I that was one of the first series that I started buying. It's funny because I came in like issue three. Yeah, it's uh, it was a just a Jim Gordon based miniseries. It was excellent. So good stuff. There are cop books out there, um, and those are a few. Actually, if you read um, just to, in that same vein, if you read Batman Year One, yeah, was, the yeah. Gordon side of that is fantastic. Yeah, that's actually really good. Cop stuff. In I, 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 I haven't read it, but I've heard uh, the new Stormwatch series is kind of procedurally copied. I was, I'm quite interested yeah. in that. Thanks to our good yeah. friends at Around Comics. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so that's Stormwatch PhD, uh, written by Christos Gage, published by Wildstorm DC. So, yeah. um, cool. So, if you are driving cross country or on a long road trip, you can call us and let us know if you're running out of gas yet. Um, at one eight 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 fanboys, that's one eight 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 three two six two six nine seven. But don't call us if you break down, because we're not going to get that for like three days. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, all right. And, and honestly, it's a bit of a hassle. Uh, I'm in Nevada. <laughs> I've got a flat. <laughs> call AAA, not I fanboy. We're in New York. We can't help you. Well, I'm just glad they didn't call one eight hundred fanboys. Yeah. So anyway, maybe they did. Um, okay, so I think that wraps it up for and this now week. Now it gets weird. So be sure to head over to um, ifanboy.com to check out all the great discussion and stuff like that that's going on where we talk about uh, comics and the world of comics and fun stuff and let people know what you read this week, what you liked, what you didn't like, all that good stuff. 
Yeah, if you're a writer or an artist and you're looking for a writer or an artist, we've got a thread up in the iFanboy forums, which are linked at iFanboy.com or that there are the Vision 3 forums. And that's right there at the top. It's sticky, and it's a place for artists and writers to meet and congregate, and things are already happening. Things People are making, cool. p- making comments. And, and, and lest you think there's a shortage, uh, there are artists out there for you. Yeah, we've got, we got a bunch of new artists in the last week. And it's, awesome. you know, it's folks, they, you know, right now it's people just collaborating on, you know, don't go in there with your 128-page graphic novel right away. Maybe three, <laughs> three to five-page short story to start with. Something yes. like that. Um, but it's a really good way to meet people and, and, and if you're into that. Yep. Cool. If you want to send us an email, you can send us an email at contact at ifanboy.com. You can leave us a voicemail at 188-FANBOYS, which is 326-2697. You can call us with any questions or comments or rants or problems or criticisms or whatever. Or, or if you need directions yeah. on a road trip. Uh, as we as we already alluded, every Wednesday uh, at uh, 3 p.m. or so Eastern Standard Time, uh, you'll see a new episode of the iFanboy Video Show, which is uh, a, a, a little different than this show in that we um, we pick some topic, or we go to something, or we talk to some person, or we we do something on video uh, vaguely pertaining to comic books. <laughs> would you you know? Th- there's that's a horrible pitch. No yeah, it was. It was awful. <laughs> if you like comic books and you want to watch a TV show about comic books, watch iFanboy. Ooh. Done. Go to iFanboy.com every Wednesday or go to revision3.com slash iFanboy, our uh, lovely partners. And this week, uh, it's all about the end of a very beloved series. Yes. yes. Check that out. Oh. Cool. So um, so as we've been talking about the past couple of weeks, uh, next week we're going to be in Charlotte, North Carolina for Heroes Con, finally, iFanboy's uh, triumphant appearance at Heroes Con that was begged and pleaded by the, f- by the good folks in the South who wanted us to go to it last year, so we're going into it this year. Um, and we're really excited to announce that we have a special treat. For the first time in iFanboy history, we are going to be recording this podcast, the Pick of the Week podcast, live in front of an audience. Hopefully. Hopefully, if anyone sho- if anyone shows up. So um, so here's the deal. Here are the details. How many people um, does it take to call it an audience? <laughs> well, we know we got one. Like, does the maid uh, count? <laughs> so um, so if you're going to Heroes Con on Friday night, June 15th, after the con shuts down, the con shuts down like around six six thirty seven. Walk right across the street from the convention center to the to the Westin Charlotte, the Westin Hotel. Okay, we're going to be on the second floor. In the room is called Trade. <laughs> That's fine. How appropriate. <laughs> it's not rough trade. It's just trade. But it's a, it's a, one of the meeting rooms. It's called trade. Because you don't want to be in the rough trade room. Exactly. So, um, And the doors are going to open at 8 p.m. And at 8.30, we're going to start the show completely free. Show up. Um, we would love to. We would love to have you know anybody who listens to the podcast who likes it, want to watch us do it. You know, kind of that sort of thing. Um, we're kind of excited and curious to see what happens. We hope you all come out. So we've never done it with an audience. This could be bad. Or it could be great. So, do you remember yeah, how badly we'll it went the first time we were all in the same room? <laughs> yes. Stop looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah. So, so come to Heroes Con June fifteenth, eight p.m. The Western Charlotte. We'll we'll have signs up at the Western so you can find us. Yeah, that'll be fun. Um, the, be a lot of fun. The more the merrier. And then we're gonna hang out afterwards, and we'll hang out in the bar downstairs, and it's gonna be a good time. And it's gonna the the, the podcast recording will then merge into the iFanboy kind of meetup type thing. Yes. So, Ooh. so good times. So maybe maybe right, you cool. can get a sticker. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> we can We're not promising <laughs> shit. If we can find them. <laughs> <laughs> Is Jim Lee going to be there? 
<laughs> no. Anyway. So, um, yeah. So, so Heroes Con, June 15th, 8 p.m., the Western Charlotte. Oh. Yeah, be there or be square. And, and, and if you want to know where people are at who might be there, you can go to the Frapper map, which is com slash iFanboy. Put your little pin in the map there and let us know where you are. It's always fascinating to look at and see all the people and where you are. Thank you. Be our friend at myspace.com slash ifanboy or comicspace.com slash ifanboy or facebook.com where you have to search for us or verb.com slash ifanboy, which is B-I-R-B dot com. .com. Dot com. And um, if you dig the show, head over to iTunes or Podcast Alley or any of the other sites that handle podcasts and you can vote for us or or, um, or leave a review or do whatever you can do on that site and um, tell everybody about it. Go to dig.com in the podcasting section. Tell people about the show, please. Spread the word. Yeah. Why wouldn't you do that? And, I don't know. and furthermore, why wouldn't you give us money? No. <laughs> if you like the show and you think, hey, these guys, uh, they do something really good and we really enjoy it, uh, one way that you can help support the show is to uh, go to ifanboy.com slash donations and uh, click on the box there. And if you want and to float fu- us some cash, we, we would appreciate that. A fine example of the iFanboy um, faithful's money going towards our first live show next week in Charlotte. Yeah. That ain't cheap, folks. And so we have to thank you for it because without you, we wouldn't be able to pull it off. So we really appreciate it. Yes. So, so fantastic. Excellent. All right. Super. Well, uh, good job. Good show. Good week. Yay. Good Yay, comics. So. Comics. You're really I'm excited up on for comics sure. right now, aren't you? I'm pro comics. I'm thumbs up on comics. I was in last week. I was in San Francisco. I went to uh, the uh, a party at the Isotope, and and it was just comics, comics, comics. Is it, it was never, great. Is it ever not a party at the Isotope Comics? Lab? No, it really, it, it really never is. Yeah.